Welcome, everybody, to the Race Tech Privateer Island Life podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Each and every week, we try to uh, get behind some of the real uh, underrated heroes of the sport, the guys that are doing it on their own, the guys that don't have any factory support, and uh, talk about their struggles and in trying to make a sport that, uh, you know, costs a lot of money and uh, is really, really hard to do. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Privateer Island Life, uh, presented by Race Tech. Uh, since founded in 1984, Race Tech has been an innovator in motorcycle suspension tech, breaking through the limitations of the OEM designs, Racetech specializes in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech and mention Pulpamex 17 to get a dis- dis- listener discount uh, from the folks at Racetech. Look, just get your oil changed if you're listening to this and you haven't get, never mind getting it revalved, getting oil changed. And uh, they're big on vintage bikes as well. And they got a motor program also. So please check them out, Racetech.com. We thank them for the support for this podcast, and it's been uh, it's been fantastic. So. Uh, with that, let's get into uh, our next our, our guest this week. Um, you know this guy. He first uh, burst onto the scene riding an old 1985 Honda and uh, to, to a lot of success. And uh, now he's um, went to GNCC for a little while. Now he's back riding moto and showing a lot of talent. And uh, we just got to get the results to match the speed that we see in qualifying each and every week. He's from Minnesota like a lot of other guys. And uh, we welcome Jerry Robin. What's up, Jerry? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, have you ever used Race Tech? Do you have a Race Tech background at all, Jerry? Um, actually, when I raced GNTC, uh, Levi Kilbarger, he's a Race Race mm-hmm. Tech uh, Race Tech guy, and he did my suspension. And actually, I love Race Tech. I oh, really nice. do like it. Oh, good. Good to hear. Um, so, Jerry, a lot to talk to you about first, but. Um, first of all, I think all of us idiots in the industry, we got to lay off you a bit, Jerry, uh, for this fantasy <laughs> moto stuff. Um, we, we talk about it on Twitter, on our shows, and, and you know, I guess the, the, the good thing is, Jerry, is we talk about you because you're so damn fast. Uh, you've got a lot of skills on a motorcycle. The bad thing about us talking about you is you've been letting us down, and we, we are, <laughs> we're all upset at you, but we need to back it off because it sounds like, Jerry, like you're also as frustrated as you, at yourself, if not more. So we, we should all apologize to you. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't need an <laughs> apology. I just, uh, I just need to uh, uh, get everything together and put it all together on race day is really what it comes down to. Um, you know, it's, uh, 30 plus twos aren't easy mm-hmm. and definitely at the pro level. I mean, it's more mental than anything. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, the guys in the top 10 are going blazing fast and even to the top 15. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just got to put it all together and I don't know, just, <laughs> I don't know, just get everything do, together. Do you, so, uh, do you get a lot of a lot of talk from people about letting their fantasy teams down, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, quite a bit. It kind of sucks. Uh, uh, Kyle Bentley. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, obviously a team manager, and uh, it sucks letting someone like that down. Obviously, but uh, so hopefully, I can kind of redeem myself this weekend. Yeah. Well, hey, again, though, the good part is is we're watching you and looking at times and we're like, man, that's, this dude's got some serious talent, you know, like he's really good. So that's the good part is you're on the radar of all of us because we see the speed and we see the qualifying times and you know what I mean? So that part, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing. Like, uh, I remember during Supercross, uh, Kyle, he was watching me and he was really impressed. And I mean, that's always a good thing. So 
uh, I guess I can't really be too mad at that, but <laughs> I really just don't want to let someone like that down. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, really. Um, hey, you broke away from the uh, uh, Blue Buffalo Yamaha squad, got a Honda 450, uh, and and showed up at Unadilla. Didn't go well, but you qualified 15th, I think, quickest or something. Um, what happened at Unadilla? Um, well, Unadilla, I just got my suspension done the day before the race because uh, everything was kind of short notice, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like really that comfortable on it yet, and I was still trying to push really hard when it started raining. And uh, I ended up just kind of losing the front, and it caught, and it just ejected me. And uh, so I, I landed on my head pretty good. But besides that, um, it wasn't too bad. I'm, I'm bummed that I crashed. Mm-hmm. I think I really could have put in a good result. So Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, frustrating uh, for sure for you, again, more so than us idiots that play Fantasy Moto. Um, what happened with the Blue Buffalo Yamaha team, Why and why did you pick a Honda? How, talk about that a little bit. Um, well, kind of all year, like, there was just, I mean, struggles with just kind of everything. Like, nobody really got along that good. And, like, I mean, I have no hard feelings with those guys. Like, we, mm-hmm. I lived with Chad, and me and Chad still get along really good. And um, it's just, like, nothing seemed to kind of mesh well together mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And it was just stressful. And, um, I mean, we did have a lot of good times, too. So I can't really be too disappointed. Like, right. it was just I had to go out on my own and kind of get a refresh and, like, kind of more of a mental reset than anything. Right. So, uh, and the reason why I chose a Honda is just because, uh, I mean, back when I was riding for uh, the amateur Geico team, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always felt really comfortable on Hondas. And um, <clears throat> actually, when I was in California, uh, Chris Kiefer let me ride his, and I was like, man, this thing is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I just uh, had to pick a Honda. They're really good. So, kind of hard to get disappointed by one of them. Yeah, and so early your early thoughts of it, uh, you still like it? You enjoy it? Yeah, I love it. Yep. Actually, like I was thinking about riding a like a bone stock bike at Unadilla because I didn't really know if it would be a good idea to run like brand new suspension at the race. Mm-hmm. But um, and I kind of I don't want to say I wish I would have, but I think uh, I might have been better off to wait. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Hey, the, the, the thing about the blue Buffalo and it sounds like it, you know, it was all right. The split was okay on both sides. I think everybody maybe needed a fresh start, but Jerry, your, I don't know what your deal was with blue Buffalo. Like the different teams in the pits have different arrangements with the riders. Um, it's not as glamorous as it seems for, I'll tell the listeners, you know, for many of the team riders on these teams, but, um, are you on the hook now for everything you're on? I mean, you're on the hook for all your expenses now. Um, which is a big deal, and you that must have took some real thought about doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it was a tough decision, especially, like, uh, I don't know. It was it was definitely a tough decision, but it's uh, something that I kind of had to do just do for myself. And yep. I don't know. That's basically what it came down to. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough deal to make it as a privateer. Did you have somebody helping you as a mechanic, a buddy of yours or something? Um, yeah, the the guy SCC Motorsports. His name is Corey. Okay. Um, he helps me out a lot, and uh, he went to the races last weekend. And oh, cool! I'm um, staying in his motorhome, and mm-hmm. we're going to the last two. 
so uh, I'll have him as my mechanic to go to the line with me and everything like that. So good. Um, I'm definitely a lot less stressed out and a lot happier, and it's just for I'm, I don't know. I'm having a lot more fun now. So. Right. Yeah, you just got to put it together now, match your your speed, yeah. your speed. Um, you know, with with and with actually getting some results because you know you don't lock into those qualifying times that you get each and every, <laughs> even in Supercross, yeah, the, you know. So. Yeah, the speed is no issue. I don't think. Uh, I mean, in the 250 class, I was qualifying near top ten. I was always like 11th or 12th. Uh-huh. So considering how many factory dudes there were in 250, I was. I felt like that was pretty solid, especially for a rookie year. But, yeah. Uh, yep. Just gotta, like you said, put in the. <laughs> the same results as I do in qualifying as in the race. So do you feel that's really uh, what it comes down to. What, do you feel you're a better 450 guy than 250 guy? Or did you do it more I for think, maintenance or, you know? I think um, <clears throat> I think I suit the 450 a lot better. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I weigh 170 pounds. So on a 250, I'm probably on the heavier side than most guys. Right. So, and it kind of seems like a lot of 250 guys are pretty skinny and <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably like 140 pounds. So. Right. I don't know. Yeah, um, you've had an interesting, an interesting career, man, for sure. So, like I said, I wrote a feature story on you way back when, when you got on the '85 Honda, that, and you rode it very fast at Millville, and went to La Ranch and Loretta's, and, and did well. Um, then you, you know, you sort of ditched that, got on uh, Jeff Myshak from uh, Geico, really helped you, fellow Minnesotan, and uh, gave you some support. And then all of a sudden, Jerry, to be honest, you just disappeared. You just disappeared, and I'm like, "What? What? What? Huh?" And I was told you quit riding moto, and and, and you were over it. And and then next thing you know, you popped up at a GNCC with a couple of good results, if I remember correctly. Um, what what happened for you to give up moto and, and go the GNCC route? Uh, I mean, really, what it came down to is uh, like when I stopped riding motocross. A lot of it had to do with uh, kind of family issues and just kind of all that kind of okay. deteriorated everything yep. so i just got a normal job and i just needed probably more of a break than anything from riding and uh my brother he's a woods racer mm-hmm. so i started uh riding woods with him and i was like man this stuff is fun <laughs> so that's really what kind of brought <clears throat> the fun back into riding so i thought i'd give the ncc a shot and then it turned out like i uh had really, really bad arm pump. I don't know if it was from not riding, mm-hmm. like for a year, basically. Like, yeah. Oh wow! So you, so you you gave up riding dirt bikes for a year and got a job just to. Uh, um, not like completely. I would still ride okay. like, here and there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It was kind of. I don't know. It was just kind of a rough year and a half. Okay. Two years or so. Yep. But uh. Yeah, what really came down to me riding woods is because it, <clears throat> it brought a lot of the fun back for me. And then uh, sure. I ended up crashing really hard because uh, it was actually the weekend before the first GNCC. Okay. So I never even really got to show my potential in woods mm-hmm. besides a couple, like, local races or a sprint enduro or something. Yep. But uh, so I got really bad arm pump and hit a root just kind of wrong and, my hand came off and I hit a tree and ended up breaking uh, three ribs uh, and a vertebrae in my back. So then I ended up deciding to get arm pump surgery. Okay. And then last year I came back and won Loretta's and 
I was like, man, I think I can do this now that I don't get any more arm pump. <laughs> oh, so it worked. So, so this surgery worked yep. because it's yep. been it's been a hit and miss with some guys over the years. So yeah, I know. Uh, I've actually I've heard a lot of unsuccessful stories. Mm-hmm. So it kind of freaked me out, but it was kind of a last ditch effort. Like if it didn't work, I was probably going to be done racing. So I'm glad that I ended up working. Um. Wow, I didn't know that, Jerry. So it really worked, and that was so you got it done. You went dirt bike riding, and you're like, "Holy shit, I can hold on." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it made it a lot more fun. So ever since then, dude, I've loved riding. So. <laughs> so you're like, okay, let's try this moto thing again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't. I didn't know any of that. I knew you got hurt, and I knew you walked away from the sport, but I didn't know that you know the arm pump surgery came into it so much. Um, yeah. Hey, when you were on the 85 CRs, when I did a feature story on you for Racer X, and, and you, were, you were a bit of a freak show because you rode that thing so fast, uh, but then I heard, yep. but I also heard through the grapevine that you were a little bit like, hey, I don't want to just be this guy that can ride an 85, like 1985 CR. Like, I want to be like a real racer. D- did it get tiring for people? Was that true, I guess? Did you get a little tired of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people kind of just thought I was the kid that rode the 1985, and I really wanted to kind of prove people wrong. And, right. I mean, I can ride a new bike just because I can ride an old bike. So, yeah, no, clearly, uh, yeah, clearly we know that now. <laughs> um, you know, getting on getting on Geico and really Jeff Majak, he just uh, really, like, helped me get my confidence all together, mm-hmm. like in riding, because I used to – go to nationals and really struggle like kind of on the mental side of things like i would mm-hmm. kind of choke and um so basically when he kind of came into play i was like man like somebody like that thinks i can do it so uh really ever since then i've i've been able to calm down at races and um really show people that i i mean my riding ability and so uh kind of ever since then it's came together and i i still think i can show a lot more mm-hmm um, just gonna, I mean, it's always a, like a, it's always a stepping, like it's a process. You yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. What did the 85 CR stuff, like what did they do good? What did you really like about them? I mean, or was it just, um, was it just hell on you to ride them fast as fast as you did? Yeah. I don't Honestly, a lot of it is probably cause there's no really pressure to do good. So you can just go out there okay, and right. like buy your hardest and, everyone's going to be pumped on how you did anyway. So mm-hmm. a lot of it probably was that because you didn't have any pressure. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, I'm on this crappy old bike. Then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm passing dudes. I'm I'm, I'm winning races and stuff. So, <laughs> oh. Yeah, believe it or not, I actually really like that bike. They're, <laughs> they're pretty good. It's Jerry, kind of surprising. Jerry, I got a 1989 CR125 in my garage that I built up to be mint. And uh, Race Tech helped me with that. And uh, let's get you back, Jerry. Let's get you back Dude, on an 89. Yeah, I would race it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly. I was like, I was really. If there was like less rules in play, I honestly wouldn't mind trying to make the 250 class right. on the 1985 at a pro national because I honestly think I could do it. You think you could? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I could. Oh man, that would be nuts. I watched a video of you from the ranch or from somewhere. Maybe no, you know what? I think it was a Millville qualifier, like a regional area, and. Uh, yep. You're just ripping on it. I'm like, look at this dude. Check this guy out. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun, cool story. But like you said, you want to make it as a, 
uh, you know, you want to make it um, as a pro riser, yeah. and that's not going to do it. Um, Jeff Myshak's good guy. I know him pretty well. Uh, uh, you know, I'm from Manitoba, grew up, born and raised, and he's from Minnesota. And uh, Grant, yep. North Dakota, he's got a little bit of North Dakota in him, too. Um, so we, we've always, I think, seen eye-to-eye eye that way and understood that. Uh, he really helped you through some some tough times with your family and uh, really gave you a lot of support. Not official Geico, but backdoor Geico stuff. And, and great guy, right? Oh, yeah. Jeff is, me and him still talking, and they're actually, uh, you know, he's always been there for me. And uh, he actually, I mean, I think he cares a lot about me and, wants to see me do well and everything. So, uh, I don't know. He's a, he's honestly a really great guy. Yeah. I like Jeff a lot. No, it's awesome. Uh, I think he, he did it. Uh, he really, you know, went above and beyond for you cause he saw you had potential and he saw that you, you needed some help and everything else. Um, look, a lot of people, uh, in our sport, Jerry, get a lot of support and financial support and, uh, emotional support and a lot of help from their families uh, throughout the whole process. Like you said, you went through a tough time uh, and you're kind of, I understand you're a little bit, you know, trying to make this on your own. How tough is that, man? Uh, I mean, it's tough. It's, uh, it was more like kind of mentally draining than anything. Like, sure, uh, yeah. yeah, I've always, <clears throat> I mean, I've always liked to work hard and like, I'm fine with working a normal job to make it to the race. Like, I don't really care about that. Like, I mean, I'll do what I got to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, but yeah, you know, you want to show up on race day, supercross, motocross, whatever it is, you know, emotionally 100% ready to race, nothing on your mind, no problems. Uh, we all, all, all of us idiots in fantasy uh, and, and, and fans also don't realize that you guys are humans just like all of us, and yet you have to be on top of your game uh, in every which way when you're riding, racing a motorcycle and, and, and sometimes – all of us forget that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, I saw a lot of people were pretty hard on Comac and yep. everything like that about not wanting to race uh, donations. But I don't know if those guys realize, like, they probably, I mean, they don't really get much time off at all. No. And, and honestly, yeah. one of the things I've been thinking about, I haven't really written it or talked about it. Like, I wonder if Tomac's Unadilla results, which were just okay, you know, ninth fastest in practice was weird. I wonder if a little bit of that was some of the social media stuff he was getting. It's impossible to, to ignore it, right? Yeah, I mean, I I try to not read comments at all. Like, because <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there, everyone talks. Like, that's pretty much just the nature of sport. I yeah. mean, it yeah, happens no. in every sport, yeah. and uh, you really got to learn how to block out negativity. And that's <clears throat> and I feel like maybe Eli was like, like man, maybe uh, I don't know. I think it. His results at Unadilla could have came from like negative posts about him. Yeah, yeah. But, who, knows? who knows? Yeah, who knows? Exactly right. Um, so, what's the plan for you, Jerry? Just uh, you do the last two as a privateer, and uh, for 2018 Supercross. I mean, you want to do it, right? You want to race? Uh, just a matter. Oh of yeah, trying I to definitely want to do it. Trying to get some support. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've talked to a few teams and uh, like Cycle Trader and stuff, but I don't know. I mean. If worse comes to worse, I could uh, always do it with Corey at uh, FCC and mm-hmm. everything like that. So either would, way, I'm ninety ninety percent sure I'll be there. So would you do it uh, four fifty or two fifty? What do you think? Probably two fifty. Yeah, two fifty to try to uh, yeah you know, make a name and everything else. Where do you ride? Are you based in Minnesota? Or where do you where do you ride? Are right you... now, I've been staying in Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, kind of where uh, Chad Chad Center and the Buffalo guys are from. Up there? Yep, yep. Around there. Um, and then so one of the things you gotta do being from Minnesota, you gotta head south and during the winter, right? Somewhere. 
find find, find a place to ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, after Ironman. I'm gonna go home for a month or two, mm-hmm. and then probably head to south of the border and around there and start riding Supercross. Right. Uh, how was last you? year? Okay, go ahead. Last year, I was like, I I was just gonna do the arena cross and then get ready for outdoors, and then Cunningham quit. So they were like, "Well, you gotta race Supercross," and I was like, "Man, <laughs> I am not ready at all." Oh, oh, so, really? Oh, okay, so yeah, I knew you. I knew yeah. you jumped in, but I didn't know how ready you were. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't know how to hit a set of moves to save my life. Like <laughs> it was, like I pretty much learned how at the race. Yeah, like I would, oh, I would go out crashing the loops and be like, man, what do I got to change? And <laughs> right, right. So it was, uh, like Daytona was pretty simple, not like a simple track, but it was a lot less. Super crossy, mm-hmm. so I think that's why I kind of excelled there right. more than anything. But uh, yeah, it's going to be good to actually get an off season in and actually learn how to hit whoops. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> not a bad idea. And if you're at a club, you can ask one of those guys to help you or, or give you a few tips. Yeah, you know, definitely. Some great guys down there. Um, between yourself running fast lap times and crashing, or the bike breaking. Uh, which happened a few times as well on the team. Um, I can't imagine how frustrated uh, you must have been. Was there one moment where either through a crash or through the or through a bike issue that you just were like, man, I had it, I was doing well? Was there some race that comes to mind that maybe was the most frustrating for you? Um, Probably, I guess, probably Millville was. Okay. And that was probably like my breaking point. I mean, that's – like two days later, I bought a Honda. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was kind of just everything, man. Like there was some like lack of preparation or like some people like, I don't know, like procrastinate until last second to like throw it together. And I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't know. Stuff happens. It's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think we ended up on, on good terms. I don't know how Brock and Chad feel. Uh, I haven't really talked to him since, so I don't know. I'm doing fine. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things where you know, I and and they're they're working hard. They're trying. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, they definitely are. Yep. Um, and, and and you're trying, and and just, I mean, I've been on some teams like that over the years where you just everybody is pissed at everybody, and everybody's pissed at the situation because everybody's yeah. working hard and it ain't working. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it's been like all year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. So, okay. So, I said, uh, I asked you about the most frustrating race, and you said Millville. What was the best race you had this year? What was one race where you felt uh, you felt great? Uh, you just mentioned Daytona, uh, where you got a, a 19th. Uh, anything else? Um, I really like Daytona. I felt pretty good in Jer- at New Jersey Supercross, and mm-hmm. I, actually, I ended up crashing in practice and breaking a few ribs. So I, I still got, I think, fifth or sixth in my heat. Mm-hmm. But it was really hard to breathe in the main, so I sucked there, unfortunately. But uh, so I actually felt really good and strong at Thunder Valley. But I couldn't. I kept blowing out corners and <laughs> tipping over yeah, like yeah. an idiot. Right. Uh, I think I qualified 12th there. And in the first moto, I was up front. And I don't know what happened if, like, a water hose broke or something, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it was Bolt Nichols. He hit the puddle, and it splashed under all my tear-off. Yeah. So I couldn't see. And then I crashed twice, <laughs> and then I pulled into the pits to get new goggles. And at that time, I was already way frustrated. 
And yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's kind of. This stuff only happens to you, Jerry. This stuff this only happens to you, Jerry. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm kind of waiting for the, the dark cloud to pass over. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly think, you know, you can get a – I think you can do pretty well. We saw your qualifying times um, and everything else. And then get a national number, right? Is that something that you, you thought of? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, – I don't know how I'm sitting in, like, with points and everything right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have one yet or not. But uh, – Hopefully the next four motos will definitely put me at a decent national number. So, do you notice a difference in the 450 class as opposed to 250 class uh, mentality of the other uh, guys at all? I mean, I know it hasn't been, but you did it last year a little bit too. Yeah, just three rounds. Yeah. So I think 250 class is kind of just, I mean, it's kind of an all-out brawl, honestly. Like, there's a, uh, I mean, there's probably around 20 dudes out of a semi. So, you, uh, I think somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Uh, probably. So, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, everyone is kind of. I mean, if you're in the way, you're in the way. So they're gonna move you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, both of these guys are a little bit more laid back, or maybe not that, but they're just. I mean, I don't know. It's it's still really aggressive racing. Mm-hmm. But I think there's less. Not like less competition, but there's probably about ten really gnarly dudes somewhere around there. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, yeah. You see, you see a guy, a success of a guy like Henry Miller, and honestly, Jerry, I don't, I don't see why that can't be you. I really don't with with that speed you got and talent. You know what I mean? I'm not just blowing smoke. Uh, no reason why in a 450 class you can't be there. It, you know, if everything's on point. So. Oh no, I I definitely think cause I really do. I really love Iron Man, so I think uh, I really I really want to crack the top ten one of these motos. So, yeah. and that's uh, that's going to be my goal and. I'm gonna go for it. So, you have uh, you have 12 outdoor points right now, and you probably have uh, three or four supercross. That's gonna be real close on a on a number. I bet you you get it, yep. especially if you get some points these next these next four. You know. Yeah, yeah. So. I think the next four races. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna give it my all, and I should uh, end up with a hopefully a decent national number. So something I've talked to Cunningham about, and different people over the years that have ridden the the Slater skins. Uh, stuff that the Blue Buffalo team uses, uh, which I believe, ha- in my own eyes, I believe it has a future, but maybe not working with the owner of Slater Skins. Like I think some teams are hesitant about that, and factories always want to invent their own thing. They always want to invent their own deal. So I don't know if that'll ever happen uh, uh, down the road or not. It's not a bad idea. The outside of that handlebar thing, I think it looks really good. Um, what did you make of it as a rider uh, having the Slater Skins on? I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't really care much about, like, looks of the bike okay. or anything like that. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, like, our bikes during Supercross looked really good, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, I mean, Slater, Slater's a decent dude. I think, uh, I mean, sometimes maybe he could be a little, like, a hothead sometimes. But besides yep. that, he's he's a pretty decent guy. I just don't think the team's... If they didn't come up with it, they don't want to buy them off somebody. You know? Yeah, what I mean? they don't want to buy it. Or no, it no. Or, um, yeah. What about riding? Did it affect you riding? Did everything look cool? Everything was good? Did you notice it? No, everything was good. Honestly, okay. like sometimes I liked it, especially for outdoors, because it. I mean, it kind of blocked a lot of roofs. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even better, right? Um, yeah. So hey, you're you're uh, you're from Minnesota. Um, is it just a given, Jerry, that your favorite D twenty three track is is Millville? I mean, yeah, that's it. Kind of 
seems like everyone leaning towards Millville because it's such a good track. Uh-huh. But actually, Minnesota has a lot of good tracks. They do. That's why I'm asking you. What, which one do you like outside of Millville? Which one is, is are your favorites? Oh, uh, man. I think Little Falls is pretty good or uh, this place called Mora or Burnbenders. That place is good. Um, honestly, all the tracks are pretty good. Yep. Yeah, um, but it just kind of sucks because we only get to ride them like six months out of the year. Yeah, no, I, I used to race down there quite a bit back in the early nineties um, from oh, Man- really? from Manitoba. Yeah, so uh, I use I race Mora, Kellogg, Millville, Grantsburg, Elko, which yep. is no longer around. Um, no, nope. I've done most of those tracks, and I, I, they're all good. They're a lot of great tracks. So have you? You've probably been to like Echo Valley, then, huh? I don't think so, unless it was a different name. Uh, that doesn't sound familiar. Uh, it might have been. Came out oh. after or something. I don't know. I raced it's, some uh, Echo Valley. Pretty north Minnesota. Oh, is it? Okay, I raced uh, Staples. Yeah. Uh, Staples a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, so Staples yeah, pretty good. Yeah, like uh, uh, it's a it's a strong community. And now, you know, whether it's Henry Miller, whether it's the ri- retired Ryan Dungey, whether it's uh, Oldenburg, whether it's you, um, uh, a lot of guys. I'm trying. To, I'm blanking on some guys, of course. But Minnesota is massive, man. Like uh, a lot of talent. It's amazing to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy. Oh, Ma- Martin Brothers. I'm so stupid. Martin Brothers. <laughs> I, I really Out seriously. of a state that, like, doesn't really get to ride unless you go down south, which, honestly, a lot of us didn't. Like, I know uh, Henry Miller, we always grew up racing each other, and mm-hmm. uh, he didn't really start going down south until he was on Super Minis. Yep. And I didn't go down south until I was in A class. So, I mean... We hardly ever really get to ride, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of Minnesota riders that are fast. So yeah, it's kind of like doesn't really make sense. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But yeah, it's awesome. Um, so you are a little younger than Jmart, or did you? Or yeah. was, he, was he around your era? Uh, no, when I was on fifties, he was on eighty fives. Okay. All right. Um, and I've heard from a few people that said it's pretty. No one really had Jmart pegged for. Double national champion back in that day. Would you agree with that? No, he was actually uh, he wasn't the fastest guy. Yeah, but <laughs> he was. Uh, I was a little chubby. And, he was. Yeah, he was a little out of shape uh, and just whatever, right? Yeah, but man, he's probably the hardest working kid. So him and Alex Bolt. Yeah, I mean Alex is he's a beast, dude. <laughs> no, I know, right? That they that one thing those guys have never um, been scared of is 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 work. Um, and that yeah. And and Alex Martin and Weston Pike, Jerry, should be awesome inspirations for a lot of privateers, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, how old was Pike when he got his first vector ride? Yeah, I, I don't know. 20, 25? Yeah, 24, 25. Amart struggled for five years with basically no yeah, results, yeah. you know? Yeah, and even if you think about it, like, even Osborne, was he 27 or 28 now? Uh, he's 30. He's 30, okay. So, I mean, he's in pro... For years, yes, yes, for a long time, <laughs> and yeah, and this is his first year of getting like race win or leading points, right? Uh huh. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I um, mean, there's always hope. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's it doesn't mean anything that you don't become this you know highly touted amateur kid with with all this money behind you. You you just never know. It's all about results. And a guy like you that yeah. can qualify well, I mean, that's not you don't luck into that. You know, you can ride a motorcycle, Jerry. You just yeah, and that's uh, that's one thing. Like I always, uh, I was actually just a couple weeks ago. I was thinking about that. So I was really frustrated. And I was like, like I want to have a rookie season, like really solid and mm-hmm. everything like that. But then 
if you look back at years past, like, I think it maybe, like, I could be a late bloomer that just figures it out in a couple of years. Yep. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I think uh, I definitely have an opportunity and a chance to make it to where those guys are at. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just have to figure some small things out. Maybe it'll come together. Maybe you need a sports psychologist. I think Phil had one for a while. Believe it or not, I actually did sports psychology for about a month. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. I mean, I don't know, uh, because there's so much to racing, man. It's not just all about riding the bike that you can do. It's a lot of things, you know? So Yeah, my biggest enemy has always been myself. So I actually, I read a lot of books, and I started um, my sports psychologist that I was seeing you gave me a list of books, and I've been reading. <laughs> oh, good. Good to hear. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a big step to look in the mirror and be like, hey, I need help here or there or whatever for anybody, for any yeah. of us, you know? So that, that's, a, that's props for you for sure. Um, before I let you go on the Race Tech Privateer Island Life podcast, uh, Pulpamex 17 is the code to save at Race Tech. Get your suspension oil changed, people. Get some valving. Go in. If you ride woods, go in and ask for the Jerry Robin valving. The Jerry Robbins, <laughs> and that'll, that'll that'll dial you in right there. Uh, we thank the <laughs> folks at Race Tech for all the help. Uh, they got a whole motor department as well going on um, there, and uh, maybe Cody Gilmore, who was actually working there in the off season, maybe Gilmore will change your oil for you. Um, you just never know. Um, Jerry, so uh, Jerry Robin on the on the show. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Um, what do you need to work on, Jerry? We talked about sports psychology a little bit, but uh, as far as on the bike or fitness or anything else, what are you trying to get better at? Um, a lot of it's just a daily routine. Like uh, a lot of this year, um, kind of struggled with having practice bikes always together or everything like that. So yep. I was kind of struggling with putting consecutive days together riding, and um, so now I have that. And actually. Honestly, going into Unadilla, it was the best I felt all year. And that's mainly why I was so frustrated mm-hmm. with my crash. And I was like, man, like, this is, like, the best I felt. And it kind of, like, slipped away right away before it even started. So um, I think going into Buds, I think I can be really solid. And, I mean, honestly, I, I really want to be close to the top ten by the end of the year and kind of prove to people that <clears throat> I'm not just a kid that can qualify fast and go and crash right. or not finish. So, uh I mean, that's uh, a lot of it is just finishing the moto and being solid and not like kind of mentally like just getting drained during the moto. So how's uh, how's the fitness? What do you like to do for training? Um, I do a lot of cycling mm-hmm. actually, uh, and the new trainer at South of the Border, um, <clears throat> he's been giving me gym workouts, and I never really got to in the gym like the strength side strength of things. Stuff, yeah. And in the last month or so, I've been getting into that, and I've I've actually felt a lot better. So I think I'm going to, in the off-season, really focus on that and just keep the cardio up with cycling. Yeah. Mountain biking or road stuff? Uh, I do both. I haven't mountain biked in a long time because I don't really know where to go in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But uh, near my house in Minnesota, there's yeah crazy mountain bike trails. So I don't know why more motor, I think, uh, I don't, I don't know why more motor guys don't do mountain biking, man. I don't know why you guys don't. Yeah, I know. You know? It's crazy. I'm kind of surprised because it. I mean, it resembles motocross a lot more than road biking. Sure. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, also, too, uh, FXR gear is what you wear. Uh, I'm from Manitoba. That's where they're based. Andy White's buddy of mine. I know the owner, Milt, pretty well. How did that all come yep. together? Was it just Minnesota, Manitoba connection? Well, uh, I've, I've never met 
Andy until uh, I think it was Unibilla last year. Okay. So I started using them right before Loretta. And uh, so my buddy, Brandon Hartraft, he always wore it. <clears throat> and I was like, man, that gear is actually pretty nice. So I uh, I hit up Andy right before Loretta's. Uh-huh. And uh, he hooked me up, and I ended up winning Loretta's. So Andy was like, man, this, I mean, he was pumped on it. So yeah. uh, ever since then, me and Andy have been pretty close. And honestly, they're it's probably some of, I mean, it's the best gear I've worn, honestly. Yeah. It's it, come a long way since it, the from years when I yeah. first when it first started, you know? Yeah, and the 2018 stuff is no joke. Like, it's really good. Um, who else helped you? Who else do you want to thank? Um, 60, uh, definitely Dominic and Bob, uh, Bob Weber at 60. They've, uh, I've kind of been with them since 2013, which is around the start of the company. And, yep. Um, so those guys have always been behind me, even after I uh, kind of quit racing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpine Star, they, they came on board this year. Um they hooked me up with some boots. Um, Kuzo at 100% for sure. Uh, he's always been behind me. Um, SEC, uh, Corey. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And definitely EVS. Okay, so, cool. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. And don't listen to us on Twitter. Don't get upset. <laughs> don't get bummed out that we get mad at you. We'll stop, we'll stop harassing you, I think, too. Um, I can't pick well, you. It's no big deal. But if, I mean, hey, I understand. But now what's going to happen, Jerry? See, we all picked you at Unadilla, and then you didn't come through. And now you're going to come through this weekend at Bud's Creek, and we'll still be mad at you, Jerry, because we can't I pick know, you. I know. Either way, I'm going <laughs> to get heat from it. <laughs> we can't pick you because you know you can't pick the same guy two weeks in a row. So, uh, you're, know, you're, so you're, kinda... you're trapped, Jerry. You're done. You're, you're just screwed. I know. It's a bummer, man, because, like, like everyone probably just watches qualifying and they're like, "Man, this kid's legit." Mm-hmm. And then I, and then stuff happens during the motos, and yeah, I don't know. So I actually, I mean, I understand completely why you guys are frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, know. honestly, I'm probably more frustrated than you guys. Oh, so. I, I hope you are. Yes, well, you should be. It's us. It's it's uh, us idiots. Don't. It, it's not our careers like it is for you. Um, but thank you for doing the Race Tech Island, uh, Race Tech Privateer Island Life podcast, Jerry Robin. Uh, very fast, very good speed. Um, you'll. I gotta like you gotta put it together. I think one of these times and start consistently, you know, getting close to the top ten. Uh, you've got too much talent for it to not work. So, man, I really, I, re- I really wish you well. Um, thank you for doing this and uh, good luck, man. We'll we'll hopefully see you this weekend at Buds. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully the the dark cloud is kind of passing over. So, uh, I think the last four motors are going to be really solid, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't know until race day. So. We'll just take it one moment at a time. Awesome. Thanks for the time, Jerry. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.